The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Rob Longley, Managing Director of the Gold Explorer, Arderton. Arderton trades under the code ADV or Alpha Delta Victor. It had a last sale price of 1.7 cents for a market cap of about 35 million. Garen Perro is happy to say he had a look at Arderton back in October last year when it was a 0.3 cent stock the market cap of 5 mil. So what have we got here? A seven bagger, very nice. Interest has been building in the company on the strength of its big ground position in the historic and high grade Pickle Creek Gold Camp in Northwest Ontario. Arderton was an early mover in what has become something of an Aussie invasion into the broader region. Evolution spent 475 million to buy the Red Lake Gold Mine and has just upgraded the resource there to uh, 11 million ounces, if you don't mind. Then there's the ASX listed Ortico, which has a 810,000 ounce high-grade gold deposit under its belt at Pickle Crow, with ambitions to make its multi-million ounces over time. Uh, and Ortico's got a 325 million market cap at the present. Then we have uh, Arden with its growing $35 million market cap, one based on its 660 square kilometre prime uh, tenement position in, in the region and an initial resource at its Casagiminas deposit where a resource target for more has been set. Uh, it's got a fully funded uh, drilling program which is about to start so there's going to be plenty of excitement and news flow ahead I'm sure. With that I'll say good day to Rob and hi Rob and thanks for your time today. Oh you're more than welcome Barry, always good to speak to you. Now Rob, uh, can we start out uh, by getting a bit of a background on yourself and how it is that Arderton, previously known for its lithium interest, has ended up with an advanced exploration project in one of the hot areas for gold mining and gold exploration at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name's Rob and I'm a geologist. I guess I ought to declare that up front um, <laughs> as a bit of a disclaimer almost. Uh, but I, I think what Arden were after to, to turn the company around a bit was a geologist that understood exploration at the front. So, so there I am. Um, I'm talking from Perth, where we've sort of been locked down, but nothing like what you've got at the moment. Um, and this is where I'm sort of raised as a out of uni WA and spent most of my apprenticeship, which is about 10 or 15 years, I guess, uh, in the goldfields, Archean territories and uh, up in the Pilbara and Northern Territory. So pretty experienced in exploration and moving into mine sort of operations in gold and a bit of iron ore as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I've done most of my background and then moved into African projects uh, with in Mauritania and also in West Africa with Sundance, which is um, both both famous and infamous, I guess. It's, uh, it, it rode the highs and lows of the, the sort of boom in 2006, 2007 in Iron Ore, uh, where we went. You know, it's interesting you're talking about a nine-bagger. I think Sundance went from six cents to 70 cents, so, you know, a billion-dollar market cap very quickly, built on the drill rig and results in exploration, proving up a, a big resource, which is what, you know, investors want. So. Mm used to that, uh, but happy to be in Canada where we don't have coup d'etats like are happening this morning in Bamako and um, bullets 
coming at you and <laughs> mosquitoes with <laughs> death diseases. We've all got other things, challenges in Canada. But, you know, to answer your question about what attracted me to to Arderdon, it, it was um, three things, really. I guess it was the people, the project and, and the opportunity for profit for investors, um, the three Ps. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of the order. You know, Neil Hackett, who's our chairman, um, was also uh, came into Sundance after the plane crash. And so I got to know Neil very well and know that his, his integrity levels are yeah. extremely high. Um, and he, he was struggling with Arderdon, coming out of the lithium sort of um, turndown, but had a few bits and pieces of gold over at Pickle Lake, it is. Um, Pickle Creek, there might be a Pickle Creek somewhere, Barry, that you introed in, but um, it is somewhat of a lake district, um, but very famous for gold production, uh, as you say, as, as Evolution, uh, St. Barbara. Everyone has sort of realised uh, in Canada these days there's some good opportunities to aggregate big gold projects, right. both in terms of operations and also now exploration. So other than had a handful of disparate sort of tenements that I've, since I think we talked to last, we've sort of joined together and expanded to try and capture all of the prospective Greenstone territory that has gold prospectivity. Not just, um, well, I don't like to say moose pasture because there's actually a lot of moose out there. So moose pasture is yeah. everywhere, but um, uh, really prospective ground that has something in it that the others have overlooked or haven't managed to get the investment to, to really have a good crack at it. And with Orteco sort of spending money in the region and a couple of other juniors around us, um, Pickle Lake has really come into the spotlight. Yeah. Um, apologies there about the... Uh Pickle Lake, um, not being Pickle Creek. Ortega uh, has got Pickle Crow. What is it with pickles up there? Yes. Well, there's all sorts of, I um, mean, you, you also struggle with Cassegiminus, so wait till we start talking about First Nations. I thought I was pretty good at that. Well, uh, <laughs> <but> not bad. <laughs> we just talk about Cassegiminus as Cass. Um, oh, and the, the Mishkegogamang, who's the, our closest First Nation group, they, they call themselves the Mish, so they're, they're good folk and um, they don't mind if, People mispronounce their names for a while until they get used to the area. I think Pickle Pickle um, Lake area, you can go back to the 1930s when they were mining there. Uh, the Pickle Crow mine itself that Orteco were working around sort of ran from the 30s to the 60s. Um, and as they say, it, it ran out of uh, a, a valuable gold price at the time, not because of the mineralisation. But then people just, you know, Red Lake was discovered and that's a town situation, a living situation, a, dirt, a, you know, a seal road that comes into town and a very amenable place to live and work. So the Canadians have been quite happy uh, at Red Lake, tottering away at uh, you know, 30 million ounces of production there, and Pickle Lake sort of got got uh, forgotten in a way. Mm. There's, there's quite a bit of ground holding up there with juniors, but they also haven't had the opportunity to raise enough capital to really put together a district or regional scale project. They've done little bits and pieces more along the sort of uh, hope that they'll sell it on to someone, whereas none of us have really wanted to do that. We want to build our own projects and and head them towards production and, and big multi-million ounce um, resources. Mm. Okay, so um, uh, news on the ASX uh, platform uh, recently was uh, the drilling program at CAS about to start. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what everyone's been waiting for, I guess, and um, we appreciate the patience of a lot of people uh, that were waiting for the rigs to get moving. We, we wanted to sort of cross off all the conditions, both with the mines department over there and also with um, First Nations about their concerns about COVID. Um, I'm not sure what you've got in Victoria, but obviously in WA here, there's a lot of sensitivities in remote Aboriginal um, reserves about mm. people coming in that don't really need to be there. And in Canada, it's, it's very prevalent. Um, you know, we know Melbourne's in, in, a, in a difficult state and, and Canada isn't completely out of the woods yet either. So COVID um, has a lot of 
extra conditions associated with it. So we've taken that time to demonstrate to the First Nations, the minus pump, we're patient. We're not forcing our way in there ahead of uh, when everything's been sorted out, but it, it, it has now. So um, we basically just signed up a, a draw contractor that could probably do our summer and winter programs, um, potentially leave the rig there over the sort of Christmas period and pick it up again in the new year. So we're pretty excited about getting some draw bits in the ground. A mm. uh, smart thing to do for uh, with the uh, First Nation people because uh, uh, you plan to be here there a long time, obviously. Exactly, and and that's you know I learned a bit of it in, in WA as a young geo, uh, more so in Africa with um, local communities and their their concerns and traditional ways. If you want to uh, be stronger for longer, you've got to sort those sort of things out early and and, and demonstrate your integrity and, and your trustworthiness. So, um, we, yeah, that, that's always a struggle, isn't it, between the market expectations? Why have you got to drool there? Other people have, as opposed to well. You know, we want to be there next season, next year, in two years, and build that relationship mm-hmm. with people and, and get their trust and, and bring benefit to them. Um, you know, that people project profit to the mentor is is for everyone, not just the shareholders. It's it's yeah, there should be benefit to First Nation communities and people in the area. You know, while we operate there, it's, it's their country and their land. Yeah, uh, great to hear. Um, I think all Australians like to see. Uh, the explorers and miners head out into the uh, the bigger world, but uh, do it in a way that uh, they would uh, do here. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are doing that. I think times have changed, mm. um, and and you know, in Africa, people are doing things carefully and and sensibly. But um, yeah, no, we're we're pretty happy with the relationship, and we and by being forced to speak to, well, not forced, but asked to speak to a couple other First Nation groups in the area, it's sort of accelerated our relationships with those groups, which are more up towards our Western hub. Uh, heading towards Red Lake. So it's initiated dialogue ahead of what we had scheduled. So there's been a benefit to it um, that will come to fruition longer term. Right, okay. Now, at uh, CAS, you've got the uh, initial resource, 110,000 ounces at 4.3 grams a tonne uh, to a depth of 250 metres. And in May, you set a expiration target. Uh, can you just talk about the uh, thinking that went into that? Yeah, if you want to get inside the head of a geologist and how he works out expiration targets, it's, uh, it, there's all sorts of theories on it. But basically, you've got to look at analogies in the area, what, what information you have on that deposit, what's the likelihood of it extending, what structures have you got, what's happened in the neighbourhood. So you've got to draw analogies um, in the immediate uh, district. So at CAS, there's actually a historical estimate there of 400,000 ounces. Mm-hmm. So to start at 500 um, on the assumption that we can do more drilling, is a, is a conservative end of it. And we've we've taken that down to 500 metres, even though most of the mines in the Pickle Lake area go down up to a kilometre. So I haven't wanted to push it out too far because you never quite know what happens at, at depth. Um, maybe something cuts it off. Maybe there's a intrusion. Who knows? So the, the sort of half million ounces is, is the lower end, of, lower end of what we expect, and we hope to get to half a million ounces there pretty quickly, given that there's a historical estimate already there of, 400,000. Mm. Um, that'll probably come during the winter campaign once we get out onto the eastern extension. Um, the upper limit is, is more in an uh, analogy with uh, the Donna Lake mine, which which ran at about six or seven grams per tonne. So the grade uh, is thereabouts. If you if anyone watched Evolution's re-release of the uh, resources at Red Lake recently, they run it at about seven grams, which um, is sort of what an underground mine is really profitable at if you've got the widths and the continuity. So that was sort of the grade range. And when you extend out across a two-kilometre uh, dilation zone that we've identified through geophysics, there's there's good basis to assume that along there there will be 
or there, sh there could be significant mineralization. So an exploration target is supposed to give you that feel that, that that's what, if everything came together, you would have semi-conservatively. You know, we, we, we run quite a conservative approach to our numbers. Uh, that, well, that comes through in, in the company's literature that uh, I don't think I've ever well, maybe once early on, the reference to the historic resource of 400,000 ounces. So you'd, you'd rather reset it in the, in the modern parlance, as it were. Well, I think the listing rules, ASX, prefer you. Once you've drilled a historical resource, they prefer you to uh, put the historical estimates to one side and talk more about your exploration target based on the work that you're doing. So Arden did drilling in 2018 mm. uh, just to verify the mineralisation was there. Um, the historical es estimate um, still exists at another one of our prospects called Dorothy and Dobie. Um, so it, and we'll, when we start drilling there, we'll be doing an exploration target along that shear once we understand more the mineralization the structures uh, and we're doing a lot of work on that in geophysics at the moment as well so it's it's as long as it's you know really stated clearly to the shareholders so they can understand this is what we hope to get because they're the questions you get you know what do you hope to get there how big is it mm. so you're giving them what you think is as a geologist as a profession and i'm the cp you know so i'll put my name behind it that's what i think is a reasonable expe expectation to find there yep um, if it's bigger than that, great. Um, we'll all be uh, pleasantly surprised, but um, that's what we're going after just at CAS, which is just one of sort of 18 prospects and deposits. So that's that's the exciting part of the project. Mm -hmm. So the uh, the rig is booked and about to arrive at CAS? Yeah, so we, we, we talked about a two-week time frame to get it out on the ground and drilling. Um, speaking to Dan, our geo at Thunder Bay, he thinks he can do it quicker than that. But again, let's... let's uh, uh, sort of keep ourselves, you know, anything can happen up there. There could be a fire or who knows, but mm. we've, we've signed up a drill contractor and, and they're ready to roll just from next door. So it's not a big mobilisation and, and they're keen to stay with us. So there's there's more rigs than jobs for them at the moment in many parts of Canada. Um, so they're all very keen to work. Uh, Dan's worked with the group before, so he knows their ability and their professionalism. Mm. Um, so that he'll be running that um, with a couple of other geos that we've got in Thunder Bay. Um, over, you know, he's basically starting that process as of last week. Right. And anyone who looks at the company's presentations will see that you are, in fact, sport for choice, uh, where to drill. But at CAS, initially at least, it's, what, uh, two of uh, approximately 20 structural targets that you'll test first? Yeah, I think um, we keep coming out with more that, that we'd like to verify further before we sort of really classify them as, as mineralisation targets. You can get a lot of structures that... Um, that aren't on the right sort of zone, but all the ones that we've named, I think, in a release uh, a little while ago, uh, are close to or a long strike of mineralisation sort of that we know about. So we're pretty keen to to do a systematic approach. So while we're doing drilling for resource definition, we're also doing uh, geochemistry sampling and um, some new geophysics, both ground and airborne, over those areas to refine our drilling targets so that we're not just taking rigs. Um, back to where there were the good hits before and repeating them. We want to look for dimensions. And, and if you've got one flagship like CAS proving up the resource, um, then you've got news flow and the ability to do some less sexy stuff or less interesting stuff, I guess, for a while elsewhere and, and make sure when you do take a rig in there, you're putting it in the best possible spot. Mm. So now I put the pressure on. Everyone will be asking when will there be a maiden resource or, or a, a new uh, resource estimate for CAS? Well, we're hoping to, to do a small update uh, in the December quarter mm -hmm. um, based on the summer drilling campaign. So we, if we're successful to the west of CAS, we'll, we'll get with Optura, who did our last one, and, and look at the numbers again um, based on you know, another 3,000, 3,500 metres of drilling. But probably the biggest one's going to be after our, our larger winter campaign. If we can drill 
during January, February, March uh, on the lake at Cass, we expect you know significant increase in the resource then. Um, so that's going to be um, basically into the March and then June quarter of next year for for a larger one there. Uh, of course, you know other resource updates can come through acquisitions and arrangements. So we're, we're looking in all directions to to grow the resource both through the draw bit and through opportunities. Mm. Uh, so there's actual opportunities there for that sort of thing, is there? If, uh... Well, in the in the gold space, uh, it's it's reminiscent, isn't it, of, of when iron ore went crazy in 2006-2007. One brushed off their uh, so-called iron ore deposits and uh, was selling them. So the same's happening with a lot of gold properties, both both here and and uh, well everywhere really. Some some don't t- um, stand up to the first sort of due diligence. Mm. Um, a lot of things have something. I won't say cancerous, but something onerous about them if they haven't already moved. So we're, we're only looking at quality projects that have the ability to, to be compatible with with Pickle Lake um, project um, and and have you know good opportunity to, to bring shareholder value. Mm. Is the Canadian market got behind the gold story now, uh, gold exploration story? Because there was a while there where you know if cannabis or cryptocurrency seemed to be attracting the speculative investors' dollar away from gold. Yeah, there's a lot of anecdotal talk about that, and I'm certainly no specialist, Barry. I'll, I'll admit that, but um, it, it's on different levels, I guess. I guess the explosive or the multitudes of profits that were available in cryptocurrency and um, uh, medical marijuana stuff it has subsided. So um, that sort of boom is over, but there's there's a big base there, so you've got a large um, uh, market in that area, but I think a fair bit of interest has certainly come back into the gold space uh, in Canada, both with TSXV listed and um, ASX listed companies. So it's it's more competitive, but there's a lot of ground that just hasn't been looked at for a long time. So Canada's a big country, and it's mm-hmm. got some really large greenstone belts. You know, not just in Ontario, but um, British Columbia and and uh, Quebec as you know in, in, as well has some really prospective areas that just need someone with the the ability and the support of the market and investors to go in and, and start discovering you know what what what, what is in the ground there. Mm, okay. Uh, now the two other uh, more advanced of the uh, prospects, uh, Dorothy and Doby, what's happening there? Yeah, it's a good good question. We're, we're trying to evaluate uh, the whole strike length along there. Dorothy and Doby and Tonsil, which are three uh, sort of the, the advanced projects through that area. We're, we're sort of they were held by different people at different times, so. We've now got the whole continuous structure through there and we're looking carefully at what's happening nearby at Red Lake with um, Great Bear Resources. They're, they're unraveling uh, an unbelievable story at Dixie Project and, and as they've been drilling um, eight or nine of their main prospects over the last couple of years, they've discovered that they all basically coalesce at depth. Right. Uh, and it's really just one structure um, alongside a very significant unconformity. So... With our geophysicists and technical people, we're looking at the geological picture there uh, sort of from from on top rather than just focusing in on one area that has you know, some of the assays in there at Bonanza Grades, but, um, which is interesting for a week, um, but then okay, what, what have you got there? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really trying to, now that we've got a bit more dialogue going with the First Nation group in there, we'd like to advance that to an MOU uh, with the First Nation group in that area and get a rig on the ground there um, first half of next year. So... Um, we'll do that in pace with our budget and our, our ability, but we'd be pretty excited to get some drill rigs um, out onto the Dorothy Doby strike and start um, unravelling the, the, the bigger story there, which we think is in the ground. What is that strike, about 10K or so? Well, 
you can you can trace mineralization along a strike for, for about 30 k's mm. um, on our ground and it goes to the northwest into some other holdings um, you start to get pretty remote up there there's not a lot of infrastructure in there so you're talking about heli support or you know setting up camp out there and you know the logistics start to get tricky um, you know the, the more remote you get from pickle lake um, but in the smack bang in the middle of that you've got um, the gold patricia mine um, which originally was run by black minerals and bond corporation um, there's a bit of history and yeah and yeah gee there's a mine in the middle of all of that so that's that's pretty exciting to be uh, picking that up to the northwest and to the southeast and, and tracing it along strike. Mm. That's uh, is that Barrack nowadays? Barrack Holder. Mm. It was part of the a deal that they did mainly to get what's the, the Hemlow mine in Ontario. That was their bigger prize in taking up those assets. So the the Gold Patricia mine has, has basically sat there on care and maintenance, or there's really not much left there. Some environmental checks. Um, and it's and it's sat there untouched for a long time. But yeah, Barrick, yeah, they've got bigger things on their plate at the moment. Um, uh, but who knows? Yeah. Answering to Warren Buffett nowadays, no less. Yes, no. yes, they've got a few headlines. Yeah. Now, just to uh, pull it all together, what's uh, if, if we can summarise the news flow over the next uh, couple of quarters for investors? What to look out for? Well, I think what what you're basically looking at is drill on the ground. Um, some sort of core shots of what we're starting to hit there, um, some results, you know, once we've put together some high-grade results and, and put those in context and have them checked, uh, get those out uh, before the end of the year, potentially a, a job resource, a uh, small job resource upgrade in the December quarter, and then rig back starting again early January once everyone's had Christmas and hopefully the COVID situation has improved uh, all over the place. So then you know, a large job campaign, January, February, March, with a larger job uh, resource uh, increase at the end of that quarter, um, and then getting a draw rig out to Dorothy Doby and, and Southland, which is another prospect we haven't talked about up close to the Donna Lake mine. So starting to spread our sort of tentacles into other prospects to to keep that news flow and that opportunity to find the, the big monster um, in three or four places rather than just at one. But, but CAS itself is... Is pretty exciting just just as it's by itself. Mm. And I should have asked earlier: Are these all one hundred percent? Yes, all the ones I've just spoken to are one hundred percent. About about eighty five percent of our holding is is completely out of them. We've done one uh, earn in with a company called Exiro, what we call our new Patricia uh, prospect, which was a, a, a critical block of tenure uh, just southeast of the Dorothy Doby stretch, which joins across to Cass. So it's a bridging sort of land holding that's, that's highly prospective and we're running some very uh, low uh, flight level, high detail aeromatics over that in August as well. So our partners in there are very excited that um, after 45 years mm. of no attention that the structures and the, the lithologies through there are finally getting some decent detail and uh, analysis and if we can get in there drilling as well, that would be great. You know, I'd, I'd love more drill rigs on the ground. Um, that's what we did. At Sundance, you sort of start with one rig and then suddenly you get the interest, the investment, and you get six rigs coming down the road at you. I would love that for mm. that to happen. Right. Uh, says Rob, the geologist. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the CFO's got something to say about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's in context, isn't yeah, it? I mean, if you, yeah. in the window of gold, if you've got the opportunity to go exploring and you've got the appetite for a, for investment, then you've got to take that opportunity and go for it. Mm. Oh, well, if you hit something uh, significant in this uh, coming drill program, it will be you know off to the races in terms of uh, the ability to fund a bigger 
and more extensive drill program, which is what it's all about. So, yep. okay. Okay, Rob, well, thanks for that. Uh, a great um, background on it all and what to look out for. So we will watch with interest and uh, wish, uh, wish you all the best with it. Yeah.